the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We welcome you in to a Tuesday edition of the Bruce Woolley Show. Excited to be with you. Looking forward to today because I view my job here at The Answer as not just giving you the day's headlines, but reading between the headlines, between the lines of the story and the headline, and coalescing information maybe from one source into another to tell you what's really going on. There is a um, scarcity of truth out there today, and there's a scarcity of pointing out how uh, nefarious uh, the mainstream media is in programming you. And they lead you down a path counting on you to not read the entire story or to have formulated in your mind through the tone of the story what the story is about. And then you sort of are numbed into not really reading the story with the degree of discernment and care that it requires. And very often it would be useful as you read these stories, particularly in news outlets like the Columbus Dispatch or any of the three television station websites in town. And let me say, first of all, the websites in town are not all nearly as bad as the Columbus Dispatch. They're not all nearly as bad as the uh, public broadcasting system website here in town. Uh, But if you watch the local television stations, there's a very clear agenda in how they talk about things. For instance, when we had... um, the debate about whether boys should be allowed to play girls' sports, that was never a bill characterized on television as protecting actual girls in girls' sports. That was never a bill about protecting minors whose brains are not fully developed until age 25 from making life-altering medical decisions. No, those bills were always characterized by Stacia Naquin and by Colleen Marshall and by every other single broadcaster in town and by everyone who has a byline in the Columbus Dispatch is how? An anti-trans bill, right? An anti-trans bill. It's not a pro-girls bill. It's not a pro-girls sports bill. It's not a pro-authentic you know, authentic biology bill. It's always an anti-trans bill. So in that vein... Uh, I wanted to go through with you two stories today uh, in the early part of the show that touch on uh, one of them, a familiar topic, uh, the topic of affordable housing, right? I've railed about the misnomer of affordable housing, and the reason why they've coined the term affordable housing is because they don't want to use the term, which we're all familiar with until they stop using it, which is low-income housing. Low-income housing has a negative connotation. Affordable housing, well, that sounds kind, nice, and 
sunshine and balloons. And wouldn't it be great if we had affordable housing? And I've pointed out that every neighborhood in Columbus, because it's governed by the rules of capitalism, supply and demand, determines its own level of affordability. If you want to live in certain parts of central Ohio, there's, I used to say, when I had a home in Upper Arlington, uh, I was hesitant to sell it because, as I said many times to friends of mine, there's a heck of an entry fee to get back in. What did I mean by that? If you have a house in Upper Arlington, as the Upper Arlington real estate market increases, the value of your house increases. If you sell that house and you move outside Upper Arlington and you wait two, three, four, five, ten years to move back to Upper Arlington, well, there's a heck of an entry fee to get back in. Why? Because all the houses have increased in value, and you likely have moved to another area of town. They're not all, every area of town. You'd probably do okay if you moved to New Albany, or you might do okay if you moved to Dublin. But Upper Arlington is a place where the home values appreciate because, why? It's close to downtown. It's safe. It's convenient. There are a lot of great things about Upper Arlington. Mm. Not so much anymore because the schools are hopelessly woke. And the area is not like it used to be, at least 50-50 Republican-Democrat. It stinks of basically Upper East Side New York liberal mindset Democrats now throughout the city. I've had a friend who lives in Upper Arlington for years, puts a Trump sign out, it gets stolen. He puts a conservative Republican candidate for state office Sign in his yard, it gets stolen. It's such a tolerant place, Upper Arlington. But this story in the dispatch today is headlined, Why Columbus Apartment Rents Rank Among the Fastest Rising in the Nation. Why Columbus Apartment Rents Rank Among the Fastest Rising in the Nation. Okay, so what are you generally thinking the story is going to tell you, right? Rents in Columbus are really, really expensive, super expensive. They're rising. They're the fastest in the nation. And here's the story from Jim Weicker. Columbus homebuyers aren't the only ones suffering sticker shock. Central Ohio rents are also rising among the fastest in the nation. Oh, boy, I can't wait to read and find out how high are they. He says the median rent for a Columbus apartment, that means half are priced above this number, half are priced below this number, that's what median means, was $1,298 at the end of the year, up 3.8% from a year earlier, the third highest jump in the nation behind New York City and northern New Jersey. Wow. He says, even in the least expensive parts of town, average rents are approaching $1,000 a month. And he cites areas of the town where very few people want to live. North Linden, rent $9.56 a month. Far South Side, $9.60. Whitehall, $9.74. Southwest Side, $9.98. You got a good chance of getting murdered in Andrew Ginther's Columbus if you live in any of those four cities or four areas of the city. And then he goes on, oh, there's Central Ohio renters on a tighter budget. They can find a place for seven or $800 a month, but they're finding the pickings increasingly thin. Talks about somebody who lives in North Linden, was looking for something, 700 750 a month, couldn't find it. Everything's 1000 1100 1200 blah, 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 blah. I tried Facebook, Zillow, Apartments Complex, blah, blah. Now we're into like paragraph number eight or nine here, okay? The rents are terrible. This is what they cram down your throat and into your consciousness for like eight, nine, ten paragraphs. Median rents, skyrocketing, price increase. We're there with New York. Oh my goodness, how does anybody afford to live in Central Ohio? And then he talks about on the other end of the scale, apartments in the priciest parts of Columbus are topping $1,600 a month on average. Victorian Village, $1,823. New Albany, $1,687. Grandview Heights, $1,678. Powell, 
1658. Now we get to paragraph number 12, because you've had 11 paragraphs here of being told how horrible, awful, terrible, high, astronomical the rents are in Columbus. Paragraph number 12. By the way, do you think the dispatch has an agenda on affordable housing? They write about it like three times a week. Lack of affordable housing. Here's paragraph 13. Starts like this. Some good news for renters. The average Columbus rent is $1,298 is, and I'm quoting, well below the national average of $1,709. So we are $400 under the average nationally for monthly rent. And the pace of rent hikes in Columbus, he writes, has declined from double digits two years ago. Is that the message you were fed for 12 paragraphs? No, you were fed that rents are up, they're astronomical, they're unaffordable. Then we get to paragraph 13 and we're like, oh, we're $400 under the national average. And the pace of rent hikes has declined double digits from two years ago. Average Columbus rents even declined a bit at the end of the year. Said a guy named Rob Vogt, a partner in the Columbus-based apartment consultant service, VSI. You're being played. You're being told one thing. You get it formulated in your mind. It's this. You probably don't read down past the halfway point of the story before you find out what the real story is, is that Columbus rents are affordable compared to national rents. They are not gouging you on the price increases year over year, but that's not the narrative the dispatch and all the developers in town want you to believe. They want you to believe, oh, we don't have enough housing, and it's going up, and nobody can afford it. Now, this is my favorite paragraph. Housing construction has risen the past few years, but remains, listen closely, well below where experts say it needs to be. Instead of building 18,000 or 19,000 homes and apartments a year to keep up, Central Ohio has been building 12,000 to 13,000. Experts say it needs to be there. Do residents say it needs to be there? Instead of building 18,000 and 19,000 homes and apartments a year to keep up, keep up with who? Keep up with whose projections? Who are we trying to please here? If you've got a home, if you've got an apartment, you're probably staying where you are because you're happy. If you want to move into town to be part of Intel or you be part of Amgen or be part of any of the other big companies, Google or whatever, just like I said to my friends when we sold our house in Upper Arlington and moved out to Madison County in 2002, just like that, I would say to you the same thing. There's a heck of an entry fee to get in. You don't have to move here. So I started segment number one today talking about the story in the dispatch, leading you down the Primrose Pass uh, path rather with the headline, Why Columbus Apartment Rents Rank Among the Fastest Rising in the Nation. Now, it's not just how they position facts in the story. And and Jim Weicker could call here and he could say, you know, uh, 
you created the impression that I was lying in my story. No, I, I know you're not lying. I know you're skillfully using the statistics and everything to present a case. You're just not <clears throat> presenting the authentic case because your headline and your first 12 paragraphs of the story or 11 paragraphs of the story position it like the rates of rent in Columbus are skyrocketing and that the amount people pay for an apartment is not affordable. And then in the 12th paragraph, you get into, oh, some good news. Rent is below the national average by $400 a month. And that the pace of rate hikes in Columbus has declined from double digits two years ago. So that's the real story here. But there's more that's not in the story. There's like a notable name left out of the story when we transition in the story about skyrocketing rents in Columbus and why housing construction, according to experts, is not where it needs to be. Why would housing construction not be where it needs to be? I mean, we're booming, right? We got all kinds of tech coming into town. We got Google. We got Amgen. We got Intel. Although the Intel thing seems to be losing its momentum. Uh, Here's Trey Giller, president and chief executive officer of Metro Development, one of the largest apartment builders in Columbus. And Trey says the cost of development is through the roof. It's everything, water, sewer, sidewalks. We got to do something about it. I agree with you, Trey Giller. We do have to do something about it. But give me a little more information, if you would, first, and then maybe I can tell you what we need to do about it. Giller pointed to two of the company's recent apartment projects, both in Delaware County. And he says in the, pay attention, three years or so between these two projects, which are very similar, the cost per apartment rose 46%. Now, one of these complexes called Seattle House in Delaware itself opened in 2020. Remember that, 2020. And the ravines at Meadow Ridge and Sunbury, which Metro started last year, in the three years or so between the projects, which are very similar. Now, it's not like one's luxury and one's low end. Mr. Giller, Mr. Apartment Construction Expert, says the cost per apartment rose 46%. Rents are a function of the market and costs, he said, Mr. Expert. We saw tremendous increases in costs from 2020 to 2023. Gee, can anybody put their finger on something that might have happened that would trigger apartment costs and construction costs? And he says everything from water to sewer to sidewalks. Can anybody put their finger on what might have caused This dramatic increase in costs from 20 to 23. Jim Weicker can't. Jim Weicker's totally flummoxed by this, the writer of the story. He's totally flummoxed because the name Joe Biden, the word inflation, none of it appears in this story. None of it. Well, maybe we allow people to keep on going on and talking about how horrible and terrible and awful this is. And then he gets to a couple... And I won't mention the couple's name because I don't think it's purposeful. But he says um, they had an apartment in Powell that went from nine hundred to twelve hundred a month in three years, prompting the couple to search for another apartment. But every two bedroom apartment they found in the area that they liked was sixteen hundred to two thousand dollars a month, leading to Jim Weicker says a radical decision. And he quotes the husband, and here's the radical decision the husband came to. 
about halfway through the search, I started to do the math and figured we could buy a house. Yeah, so they bought a house in Reynoldsburg. The monthly payment is 1500 bucks. And so now, a little lesson in capitalism, kids. Thank you. Shout out to my brother who taught me this lesson in 1988 when I moved to Columbus and I was paying $565 for a townhouse. And he was like, why don't you buy a house? And I'm like, oh, I never considered it. And he's like, you know, if you buy it, if you rent an apartment, every dollar you're spending on your apartment is like poof, gone in the wind. But if you buy a house, you get the tax break of the loan payment and you get that money back or at least as a deduction on your taxes. So millennials who want to live downtown and want to have convenient walking neighborhoods in Dublin at Bridge Park, and I got nothing against Bridge Park, it's a nice development, but don't whine to me about your rent being high and don't whine to me about, I don't want the responsibility of taking care of a yard or maintaining this or that. I want to just, my toilet leaks. I want to call my landlord. That's the cost of having an apartment. And yes, when your lease expires, your landlord can raise your rent. It's called supply and demand. It's called capitalism. They don't teach it in school anymore. They will if Senate Bill 83 goes through or House Bill 83. Now, <clears throat> can anything be done to fix this? I mean, like, you know, public money, right? Like we got tax money. Tax me. Tax the guys out in the rural areas to pay for the convenience of living in an apartment. Well, there's another story in the dispatch today. Headline, state super duper fund to shower millions on central Ohio for projects not yet detailed. Huh? Yes. uh, Bill Bush writes about the super duper fund of leftover federal COVID-19 emergency dollars. I got a question. Why can't we send that money back to pay down our debt? Oh, heaven forbid, Bruce. What do you have? Old-fashioned, pay-your-bills-responsible party? We don't give back federal money. We spend it. What are we spending it on? You know, I I would think if we have a a lack of affordable housing in central Ohio, we would spend it on, uh, you know, incentivizing the construction of affordable housing. No. The Columbus Downtown Development Corporation, a nonprofit, wink, wink, created by the city to focus on downtown strategic planning. What are they going to spend $10 million on? Um, Here it is. A two-mile loop exclusive to pedestrian and bike traffic that would be dotted with public art and other experiences. Oh, boy, you got to love those other experiences, don't you? Now, I'll delve into this more deeply in the next segment, but if we really have a housing issue, and if we really need to fix it as the headlines two or three times a week in the local rag newspaper and local websites tell us. Why do we have to spend $10 million on a two-mile bike loop? Well, because it makes it 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 great to live downtown. Yeah, it does. But if you have a hard problem to solve, maybe you have to do hard things to solve it. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's Dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.